Today with Catherine Ruinala. Our Heavenly Father is better than any father you could ever imagine or describe. He never is too busy for you. He's never distant or harsh or withdrawn. He is everything you could imagine the ultimate father to be and way more. He is father, our father, who is caring and kind and loving and who enjoys you who, like my dad rang me just because he wanted to. Our father talks to you just because he loves to be able to do it. Angels come and look, isn't he lovely? He is the doting dad to the max. I've watched the way Ben with his brand new baby dotes on little Arthur. But let me tell you, you're doting, Dad. It's so much that you actually need spiritual help to be able to handle it because physically, emotionally, it's beyond your capacity. It's like, that's enough, that's enough, too much, too much. You're laying it on too thick now. No, he says, pray for strength, Ephesians 3, so that you can comprehend the love that I have for you. You actually need spiritual help to be able to receive what I want to pour into you. I am not done. I am not done, and you, don't, you are not even physically or emotionally capable of being able to handle how much love I have for you all the time, not just in a moment, every minute of every day, if you'll open your heart, I will fill you with all my fullness. That's why it's worth praying, Ephesians 3. Hallelujah. Oh, I get so excited about that thought. Our Father, who is in heaven, and we talked a little bit about heaven last week, and what a glorious thought to be able to think from a heavenly perspective. Our Father, who is in heaven. Our Father, who's not distant from us, but this glorious Father who lives in the heavens and is the light of the world and who says to us now, you are seated with me in heavenly places. I'm preparing a place for you. This is your eternal home and my light is in you and you are the light of the world. This Father. Then Jesus says, our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. I remember little kids going, hello, thinking hallowed be your name was the hello God. (laughs) But actually hallowed, hallowed is a term that we use to say set apart, holy. When we hallow the name of God, what we're doing is we are acknowledging his uniqueness his holiness, that he's set apart, that he's altogether glorious. He's the God who created the heavens and the earth. You are Lord. I am not on the same level as you. You are God. You are Lord. You are King. I will hallow you. And I'm going to come in this posture of honoring and respecting that you are 
are alone the one true God. You are worthy. You are hallowed be your name. And we could skip past that and go, okay, yeah, hallowed be your name. And we could even get a concept in our heart that that's something we should do. We should honor him. And when I pray the Lord's Prayer, I often pray into hallowed be your name. I pray too that all my actions, all my thoughts will hallow his name, honor him and glorify him. But it's saying a lot more than that. Jesus was saying, when you come to pray, as you approach your heavenly Father who wants to fill you with all his fullness and overwhelm you with the love of Christ that passes all knowledge, hallow his name. Deliberately come in a posture of honor and worship where you set him apart as a deliberate act of worship. I set you apart as holy, as unique, as glorious, hallelujah, because when we acknowledge him, we come in the context of intimacy and we respect and we acknowledge his uniqueness, his holiness, his character, his attributes, and we, we basically, we define our relationship. You're God, oh, and you're awesome. So when we worship corporately like this, and we're worshiping him, and we're encouraging you to use your own voices and your own words to tell him how wonderful he is, we are hallowing his name. We are setting him apart, and we're saying, you deserve honor. It's why we worship first in a service, because we wanna take the time to set him in his rightful place. In our thinking, in our lives, in our worship, we come to honor you. And it, but it's not just a, a thing that we do. If you look at scripture, we can see the power of hallowing his name all the way through the word of God. Think about Jesus with communion. He says, whenever you do this, remember me. And when we would eat and we drink, we would remember Jesus Christ, the son of God who became flesh, he who knew no sin, became sin for me. He took my iniquity. He is God who was raised from the dead and who reigns forevermore now in heaven. Every time I eat, I'm gonna remember, oh, you are the savior, you are the redeemer. When we read um, all the way through the book, we see God being glorified and we remind him uh, and we remind ourselves of who he is. I want you, if you would, to have a quick look at Isaiah chapter 40. Many of you could quote and, um, Isaiah 40 because it's a powerful, powerful, powerful um, prayer and we can talk about mounting up on wings like eagles, running and not grow weary, walking and not fainting. And, but if you have a look at the chapter, you can see it's preceded by revelation of the awesomeness of God. God who created the heavens. God who is bigger than we could ever imagine. God, glorious God. And it reminds me, um, as I look at Isaiah 40, and we, we acknowledge him. The Bible then tells us that as we are acknowledging his awesomeness and his glory, as we wait on him, acknowledging his glory, we are lifted up, we get a new perspective. We mount up on wings like eagles. We don't see 
uh, with clouds of problems around us, we get lifted up above it all. He's the glory and the lifter of our heads. And we mount up to a new perspective with him. We run and we won't grow weary. We walk and we don't faint. Hallelujah. Jesus was saying, the reason I want you to hallow his name, the reason you need to lift the Lord up in worship and praise is because you need a fresh perspective in order to have the breakthrough, the strength, and the joy that you need. Hallelujah. In order to pray the prayer of faith, you must begin with hallowing his name. Because in hallowing his name, suddenly you remember, oh, that's right. My world is not all about problems and issues. Though my thoughts may go back and cycle around problems and thoughts and issues, when I hallow his name, I break the cycle of the stress and the worry and the problems. And I remember, oh, you are God. And then I think, about, um, I think about Job and all that he went through and his friends. They weren't very good friends, but they tried. And they said all sorts of things that sound so wise while trying to explain why Job was going through such a terrible time. Must be because you've done this must be because of this sin. It must be you've done something you don't even remember you've done and you're being punished. Or, yeah, and it just, it all sounds so smart. And then God speaks. And he says this in, verse, in chapter 38. Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, who is this that darkens counsel by words without knowledge? And then he begins to speak. After they've all said all their things, yes, we've figured it out. We know why this calamity has come. At the moment, there are a lot of Job's friends making a lot of noise. And it sounds clever. It sounds religious. It sounds holy. But wait until the Lord speaks. And then the Lord speaks, and he says things like, do you know the time the mountain goats give birth? He says, have you seen the storehouses of the snow? He says, can you lift up your voice to the clouds so that an abundance of water will cover you? He says, do you give the horse his might? He says things like, um, uh, can you hunt the prey for the lion or satisfy the appetite of the young lions when they crouch in their den and lie in wait for the, in their lair? Who prepares for the raven its nourishment when its young cry to God and wander about without food? He, he, he speaks and he talks about, were you there when I created the heavens and the earth? He says here, and I love this in verse 31 of chapter 38, can you bind the chains of Pallades or loose the cords of Orion? If you've, anyone's an astronomer, you know that the cluster of Pleiades is actually, and, and Chris Turner told me about this years ago. You look up and you can see the, the seven sisters or whatever they're called, the, the cluster of Pleiades. And science has since proven 
that they have this gravitational pull that causes this cluster of stars to always move together because they can't be pulled apart because of the gravitational pull. And yet it was known about here. And God says, can you, can you bind them together? And then he says, can you loose the bonds of uh, Orion? In other words, the belt of Orion. And science tells us that those stars, that belt of Orion, are actually moving apart. This is long before a telescope was invented. And God starts to remind us. And you think, well, hang on. Why isn't he talking about the problem? Because he wants everybody to recognize talking first about the problem is not going to solve the problem. Getting your eyes on the glory of God is where the breakthrough comes from. When you start to hallow his name, all the things suddenly come into real perspective. And when you begin to pray, you're not praying out of a warfare that's going on. You're seated with him who rules the heavens and the earth, who looks at the nations and considers them like dust. And you are able to speak and to pray the prayer of faith that comes from a revelation of who he is. Hallowed be his name. So when you're at home and you're overwhelmed with problems, God does love to talk to you about them. He says, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. He says, you have not because you ask not. But the asking doesn't come first because God knows that you every day need him to be your glory and the lifter of your head, and you need his help to rightly see him so that when you ask, you're asking not as a beggar, but you are asking in faith out of a place of relationship where you are speaking to your Father who is Lord of all creation, your Father, who is not just able to do a few things, but who is so powerful and so willing to help us that when you decree your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, you aren't trying to make something happen. You are doing it out of a place of rest where you are seated with him, with his arms around you, knowing who he is. Hallelujah. Hi, friends. For so many years, I lived with condemnation, frustrated that I didn't fully measure up. Then the Holy Spirit began to reveal the truth that I was loved, set free, and defined by the performance of Jesus, not by my good works. Such a basic truth, but I didn't really understand it. Let me help you fully grasp the goodness of God and how He's designed us to live supernaturally as new creations. Imagine if you were truly supernaturally free from sin and shame, free to follow the desires that God's placed in your heart, in my new book, Supernatural Freedom, I give you simple keys to unlock the freedom that you were designed to live in every day. And I love, I love too that, that God just leads the conversation. You know, He is God. God, God isn't 
the one who follows us, we follow him. And so often when I come to pray or I come to worship and I go to read the word, I'll read things like, he was wounded for my transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. And I'm reminded, hey, he's not just someone who's gonna help me. He's the one who saved my soul, who's given me eternal life, who has redeemed my life from the pit, who has forgiven me. He's the one who has made me clean, made me holy, given me eternal life. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And as I worship him, as I praise him, and as I thank him, I don't do it out of an obligation. Yes, I'm supposed to worship you. I should have some worship. I need to incorporate some worship time into my prayer life. It's not like that. When you start intentionally to hallow his name, to set him in his rightful place, to come before him and say, Lord, I acknowledge you as God. I acknowledge you as unique, as holy, as sovereign, as God of the universe. Holy Spirit, enlighten the eyes of my understanding in the knowledge of him. I want to know you better, God. Speak to me through your word. Help me to worship you. And the Holy Spirit will give you things to respond to. He'll give you revelation of who he is so that your heart can respond in worship. The Father's seeking worshipers who worship him in spirit and in truth, and that is those who will respond to the Holy Spirit revealing truth about who he is and hallow his name. So you come to him and you open the Bible and you can read and then you can worship him for who he is. And as you do that, faith fills your heart. Peace, joy. The Bible says, in his light we see light. Hooray. The Bible tells us that in his presence is fullness of joy. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. That joy and that peace doesn't come from continually thinking and talking about your problems. He wants to bring you into a place of supernatural peace so that you can then do the business of life. Not as one who is running around on the ground, but as one who is ruling and reigning with him. Hallelujah. And he leads the conversation. And he wants to lead the conversation. In that he wants to set things right. He doesn't do it or say it. He wasn't saying all this to Job and his friends because, in fact, I don't even think he was speaking to his friends. He was just speaking to Job. He wasn't saying it to be arrogant. He was saying it because he wanted to bring the breakthrough for Job. And the breakthrough was not gonna come while his eyes were fixed on himself. God wanted to be his glory and the lifter of his head. If you're going through affliction and torment and trial, God doesn't want you fixated on yourself, trying to figure out what's wrong, what have I done wrong, where did I, maybe there's a sin I forgot about, maybe, what have I know? maybe there's something else I haven't done, what, maybe there's something else I need to do. God says, let me show you who I am. Can you bind the cluster of Pilates? Do you cause the sun to rise every day? No, I do. 
Let me show you who I am. I'm your father. I love you. And as you, oh, hello, be your name. You're awesome. You're glorious. The things of us will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. He does it not because he's arrogant or demanding of worship. He knows that it's the place that you were created to be in, a place of divine embrace. When we worship God, what happens is that we lift him up and tell him how much we adore him and how much we love him. And in the posture of lifting him up, we open our hearts to receive from the one who is better than we've ever understood. It's a divine two-way embrace. Hallelujah. I've been singing, holy, 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 Lord God almighty, all the saints, and I've been singing, I'll get it right, all the saints adore thee, casting down their golden crowns around the glassy sea, cherubim and seraphim, Falling down before thee, who was and is and forevermore will be. And I've been thinking about it. Oh, this is what goes on in heaven. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The saints are casting down their crowns before his throne. The angels are there. The that glassy sea, the, the, the living creatures, and this is going on in heaven, and it's what I'm invited into every day when I come before the Lord in prayer. Holy, 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 and I can honor him, hallow him, honor his name, and I'm brought into a place of joy and peace. But then the other thing I've been singing and thinking about it's recognize, and I've, it's made me recognize that I need to take more stewardship of my thoughts. There's, a, um, there's an old Irish hymn that says, Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. Not be all else to me, save that thou art. Thou my best Lord by day by night, waking or sleeping, thy presence my light. And I think, thou my best thought, by day or by night. Hey, I need more hallowing of his name in my life, because I've allowed too much of the problems to become the thing that has my attention. It's time to let him have my attention so we can sort out the things. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. Nought be all else to me save that thou art. Thou my best thought by day or by night. 
Waking or sleeping, thy presence, my life. The people of God are meant to be known by their joy, by their peace, by the place where they're living free from fear and worry. And the Holy Spirit wants to rest upon you, continually lifting your head as you intentionally hallow his name so that he can bring you into the place of power and breakthrough that he's destined for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God, we give you worship. We can have a singing lesson. And we'll just, we might just sing that one more time because I want to get the tune in your head because I want you going out of here, having it in your brain. Be thou my vision, God. My best thought by day or by night. I want you to take this Lord's Prayer and I would give me, give me so much joy if you just begin to pray it and use it as a template to launch off into a communion with God that'll cause you to live a healthy, strong life. Praise the Lord. Emily was just telling me the other night they were having their young adults home group, which they're moving from Tuesday night so they can join your special thing. Hallelujah. I said, how did, how did home group go? She says, oh, it was wonderful. We were about to talk about the Lord's Prayer and then someone asked about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And so we talked about the baptism of the Holy Spirit for a little bit. And, and then at the end, we, we prayed for her to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And she received the Holy Spirit and she's speaking in tongues. Hallelujah. <laughs> I was like, oh, 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 yeah. This mother is very happy. Joseph also preached his first sermon last night. Hallelujah. But you know, I really believe that when we start to get the conversation, thinking about him, we're gonna to start to see more and more and more fruitfulness in our lives, hallelujah. Yeah.